Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. We are wrapping up our message series today that we have entitled God Eras, a little, little tip of the hat to Swift. And what we have looked at is the, some different eras of God and how God relates, specifically what we've looked at is how God relates to us, right? Relates to humanity, because everything's about us. <laughs> how God relates to us. Now, God has many eras, I'm sure, but we only wanted to do a four-week series instead of a hundred-week series. So what we looked at is a few different eras that God has had as it relates to us. And the first one we looked at first week was how God was with us, right? One of the eras of God is God with us. And that's when Jesus was born, right? God became human through the person of Jesus, and was with us here on earth, and he, you know, had his ministry, had miracles, taught people. A lot of what we read in our Bibles were teachings from Jesus. God with us was a big deal. We learned a lot, a lot of the faith that you and I have today. If you have faith, I mean, maybe you're, you're here and you're kind of exploring, you're fine. A lot of the faith that people have today are based on the words of Jesus when God was with us. And then the next era that we looked at was God for us, okay? And that's when Jesus went to the cross, made the choice. We talk a lot about choice here at the heart. It's a core value of ours. And when we look at the actions of Jesus, what I see, this is just an opinion, what I see is not an obligation that Jesus fulfilled. It was a choice that he made. And a choice that he made has to come from a place of love. That's what choice is. When you do something out of obligation, it's hard to say you did it out of love. And so God, through that action, God showed us that he was for us, right? It was very different from other gods and other religions where other gods are up on their throne and they're waiting to be worshiped. They're waiting to be pleased. But God says, no, I am for these people. I am for my creation. I am for each and individual person on earth. So I'm going to show them, not only am I with them, I am for them. Because what the, what the scriptures say, what the ancient scriptures say, right, is that the wages of sin is death. There is a, this is how the story goes. There is a separation between us and God. That separation is a level of holiness, okay? A level of, 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 of sin, of disconnection, whatever, whatever it happens to be. But whatever the gap was, whatever you call it, whatever amount of shame or uh, guilt or whatever that you bring to that, what God said is that that doesn't matter to me, so I'm going to close that gap and I'm going to send Jesus. And what Jesus did takes care of that gap, so stop worrying about it. And this wasn't yesterday. This was 2,000 years ago. Don't worry about it anymore. I have closed the gap. That's what God says. Do you see how that's different from other gods and other religions? God says, here's how much I am for you. Whatever gap that you created or whatever gap you think there is between me, God, the creator, and you, my creation, whatever gap you think there is, it's closed now. There's no gap. And that led us to the next era, which was God in us. 
We read last week that Jesus was talking to his disciples and he said, when I leave, when I leave, when I go, because he knew he had to go, when I leave, it's going to be better for you. Believe me, it'll be better for you when I'm gone because when I'm gone, that's when the helper comes, the advocate, the Holy Spirit. However you grew up understanding what that is, God in you. Because there used to be God was in a particular place, and you had to go to God. If you read some of the Old Testament and you look at when the Jewish people were leaving Egypt, you can, there's movies about it. You can check it out later. Do your own research. God was a cloud that they would follow around. That's where God was. You, had, you could see where God was, and you could go, but you couldn't go meet up with God. And look how far we've come. Look at the era that God has created. Now God is in us. We don't have to go hoping to search to find him because he's in here. He's part of our DNA, our spiritual DNA. You see that? And now today, today, what I want to look at is if he loved us so much to be here with us, and then he loved us so much to close the gap to show him, to show us that he was here for us, and then he said, I don't, know if, I don't know if they know how close I am to them yet. I don't know if they know how much I love them yet. So instead of just being with them, and instead of just showing that I'm for them, I'm going to show them that I am in them. And now, now is where the real juice comes. Because all of those things, you can point to yourself for that, right? Hang with me here. All of those things you can point to yourself for that, and you can say, okay, well, God showed me that he was with, he's with me. And, and then what he did on the cross, what Jesus did on the cross, shows me that God was for me. And then God showed me that he was in me. But this next part I want to talk about today and look at how God works through us. What an era. What an era that God is in. That he chooses to work through us on the ground level. That's what I want to talk about today. God working through us. And I see it all the time. I see it all the time. Here's what I mean by God working through us. Have you ever had a time in your life, in your faith, wherever your faith is at, whether your faith is at zero right now and, you, and you're just kind of wondering and, and you're here kind of exploring to see this, what this whole God thing is about, or let's say you've had faith for the last 50 years. For as long as you can remember, you have believed in God and believed in the person of Jesus and all that that means to you. Have you ever had a time in this journey of life where you felt far from God? Have you ever had a time, even if it's for a moment, where you felt like, where is God in this? Someone's sick. Someone dies. There's a breakup. There's a divorce. There's a miscarriage. Have you ever thought, where is God in this? Why does God seem so far away? Because people like Dom always tell me that God is close, right? People like Dom always tell me that God is always near and God loves you and God will never abandon or forsake you. But there are times in our life, if we're being honest with ourselves, where we feel like maybe God doesn't abandon us, but he's definitely on vacation for this problem. <laughs> Must be in Cabo this time of year for what I'm going through. And maybe you don't think that. I'm not telling you you need to think how I think. Not yet, anyway. But I think if we're honest with ourselves, there are times in our faith 
that we have highs and lows, right? Ebbs and flows. Some days we feel like we have all the faith in the world. Some days we feel like we can't even grasp it. We couldn't even, we can't even get it with both hands. And it falls through our fingers. Here's where this era of God really comes into play. Because God empowers us for him to work through us. You ever had these low moments, these moments in your faith, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you'll reach out to someone, or someone will reach out to you, and you find that they have the faith for you. Where you don't believe, they believe times two, times ten. Right? Or, or, or maybe you've been there for someone, where they come to you and they're, and they're broken, and they don't know what's next, and they don't know what to do. And something activates in you. You ever felt this? Something activates in you. And maybe you would call it faith. Maybe you wouldn't. But something activates in you. And you say, you know what? This person needs belief. And I'll believe for them. You ever experienced that? This person needs some mercy. And I will have mercy for them. This person needs some grace for what they're going through, and I want to offer them grace. This person needs some peace, and I want to offer them some peace. This person needs love, and I am going to be love for them. Not just love them, not just a pat on the shoulder, but you're going to be love for them. You know what that is? You know what that is? That is God working through you. What an era that we get to live in where we get to experience God working through us and through the people around us. I want to look at a couple of verses today. Y'all, we're looking at so much scripture today. It's so much. It might as well be the whole entire Bible. We're looking at two verses. So that's a lot for us around here. Um, we might as well. Let's, let's start from the beginning. Genesis chapter 1. I want to look at a couple of verses today because I want to see, and, 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 and if, if, you, if you Google this today, what does the Bible say about God working through us? If you Google that, if you, if you felt like it, or this week, do your research. After you watch uh, Gods and Kings or whatever it's called with Christian Bale. Isn't that the movie? Does anybody know? Christian Bale made a movie about ex- Exodus. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll cut this out. Here's what I want to look at, is I want to look at two verses. They both happen to be in the New Testament. They're both coming from the words of Jesus, as recorded, the recorded words of Jesus. And I want you to hear the way he talks about faith. I want you to hear the way he talks about the faith that he already has and what it can mean to the people listening. I want you to hear the authority in his tone the sure, the, how, how sure he is of what is being said. Watch this. So we're going to look at the book of John. John chapter 14, and I'm going to read verse 12. And what's, what's interesting about John chapter 14, verse 12, is this is the particular verse when we were first starting the heart over eight years ago. I was, I was praying over it and kind of reading a lot. And trying to think of, you know, I don't always, you don't always need like one verse to stand on, right? I mean, you can look through a bunch of different verses and a bunch of, there's all kinds of wisdom all over the world. But there was something about this particular verse that activated something in me 
that was eight and a half years ago. And maybe, maybe today, maybe today, today is your activation day. So watch this. John 14, 12. Watch what Jesus says here. I tell you this timeless truth. Timeless truth. That means it still works today, okay? I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do, even greater miracles than these, because I go to be with my Father. Even greater miracles. Now, it doesn't take a ton of research to see some of the amazing things that Jesus is recorded doing. I'm talking water to wine. I'm talking fish and bread. I'm talking making people walk, making people see, walking on water. That's just a few. And what he is saying here, saying, listen up, this is a timeless truth. This will always be true. That if you follow me in faith, you believe in me, Watch, not only will you do some of the same things I have done, but I'm ready to activate you to do even greater things than these. You're going to be able to do greater things than what Jesus has done. And it's not about comparison, right? It's not about, you know, he made a Merlot and you made a cab. You know, I'm not, I don't mean that in the water to wine thing. It's not about comparing in that sense. It's about seeing something bigger ahead of himself. Do you see that? Because Jesus knew, it seems to me that Jesus knew, I am doing big things for God. But because, because I am only here with you, God's not done with the eras yet. Because soon he will work through you as well. Do you see this? Do you see that? Now, not only did we have Jesus with us and we have his words, which are powerful. And then this gap closed, even more powerful. Now, not only are we listeners of what he said and viewers of what he did and recipients of what he gave, now we are activated to be the doers of the work he started. You see that? Now we're activated to be a part of what God is doing, not just wait to see what God does. What an incredible faith to be a part of. What would it look like for you today to become activated in your faith? Which part of your faith needs activating today? Next verse I want to look at is in the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 5. Now, this is also, we're going to be looking at the recorded words of Jesus. And he's addressing, he's addressing the type of faith that we can have. Okay, so let's say you're at a point right now in your life where you've made the choice to have a little bit of faith. Now, I'm not talking about you've made a decision and you wrote it down and, you know, you were baptized and now you're a member of a church. And um, I'm not talking about all of those links in a chain or those rules or anything like that. I'm talking about just deep in your heart, the corners of your heart, wherever that is. You've, you have dared yourself to decide that you're going to have a little bit of faith for something. 
I want you to, I want you to hear, I want you to listen to what Jesus has to say about that faith, about that, that little bit of light that we let shine in the darkest parts of our life, in the darkest parts of our hearts, in the darkest areas of who we are. I want you to listen to what he says about a little bit of that light. This is Matthew chapter 5, and we're going to read uh, uh, verses 14 through 16. That's three verses. Are you ready? Hold your breath. Your lives light up the world. Let others see your light from a distance. For how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? And who would light a lamp then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it's a place where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. So don't hide your light. I love that. I, 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 Jesus, he always talked in metaphors, sometimes to an obnoxious level, you know? But I just love that picture of in a house, when there is a lamp, you don't hide it in the corner. You, don't, you, you put it to where it shines the light so that everyone someone who's reading over here, someone who's working on a puzzle or someone who's making dinner or whatever it happens to be. Everyone can benefit from the light. And I know, I know if you, if you let yourself think about it for a little bit, I know you can think of a time where you benefited from someone's light. Where you were a little bit dark that day or that week or that year. And there was someone around you that you benefited from their light. Try to think of, remember how you felt. Remember how that light maybe kept you warm or showed you that it wasn't always, always, wasn't going to always be dark. That is God working through us. What an incredible era to be alive in when God is working through us. But what's so empowering about this, in fact, I wrote this down. I want, I want to read this to you. Because God is in us, okay, he was with us. And then he showed us he was for us. And then he showed us he was in us. And because he is with us, for us, and in us, because he's in us, now we are empowered. I love talking about an empowered faith. Because God is in us, we're empowered to let him work through us. And I do mean empowered because it's never obligation. It's never forced. If you go back, like I said, 2,000 years ago when Jesus goes to the cross, he doesn't, he doesn't go to the cross because he has to. He doesn't go to the cross because he's supposed to. If he's supposed to, it's not a sacrifice. Do you see what I'm saying? Anytime something is sacrificed, it comes from a place of love. If something is traded, that's not love. A sacrifice is love. And now because of that, we are empowered. We get to be a part of what God is doing in this city, in this community, in your family, in your group of friends. You get to be a part of it. You get to say, you know what, today, and maybe it's not every day. Maybe it's not every moment. We're going to have times when it's going to be easier than others. And it's not about beating yourself up when you're not doing exactly what you think you should do either. It's not about that. Being empowered is not about feeling guilty when you don't. 
Being empowered is not about carrying shame when you don't do what you think you should do. Being empowered means that you always have the permission to take action. You always can be activated. And because God is in us, we're empowered to let him work through us. Watch what happens to the people in your life. Watch what happens to you when you let God work through you. I wrote this down too. I wanted to share with y'all. God working through us means that even if we feel like God is far, and y'all, I've had days, weeks, where I felt like God was far. And I'm not saying that you, you need to feel that. But I've had days and weeks where I felt like God is far. But because he can work through us, when we feel like he's far, he can be as close as the person next to us. You see that? He can be as close as the person next to us because if we let ourselves believe, if we let ourselves see that God can work through us, then, then no matter how far we feel like he is away from us, we can still receive the love of God, the peace of God, the hope of God, the mercy of God, the grace of God from the person next to us because of this amazing era that God's in right now where he is working through you. He's working through me. Last thing I wrote down for you that I wanted to share is this. After all that Jesus did and said, all of these mighty miracles, all of these amazing things, after all that Jesus did and said, he knew, he knew that God working through us could do greater things than he ever did. It's wild to think about. It's wild to think about. I mean, when I say Jesus said you'll be able to do greater things, in my mind, logically, okay, and I am not a logical person, in my mind, logically, I'm like, that seems impossible. That seems like a bit of a stretch. I'm going to do greater things than Jesus. I'm not so sure about that. But see, here's the, here's the beauty of this empowered faith. Is you don't need to agree with it all the time. If you can let yourself believe it. If you can give yourself permission to be empowered. To choose faith. To let God work through you. It's wild to think about. That of all the things that God has done on earth, out of all the amazing things that God has showed us through what we can read in the Bible, but you almost don't even need to read the Bible to see the amazing things that God has done. Oops. Look at the ocean, the animals, the trees, the mountains, a baby being born. You can see the amazing things that God has done. But what God says is that as much as I do, as much as I have done, and as much as I will do, here's what I really want. This is God. This is my opinion, okay? This is God talking. He says, but what I really want 
because I want you to be a part of it. I want you to be a part of it. What would happen if I could work through you? Just think of the few people around you in your life. What could happen in those relationships if you said, I'm going to let God work through me in this? Maybe I don't have the hope for this situation, but you know who does? God. So I'm going to borrow God's hope, and I'm going to be God's deliverer of hope to this person. And I'm going to be God's deliverer of peace to this situation. And I'm going to be God's deliverer of love to these people who feel unloved. And I'm going to be God's deliverer of forgiveness to someone who's walking in shame. You see how powerful that is? You see, what an amazing thing that you get to be a part of when you say, I'm going to choose to let God work through me and be a part of what God is doing. Not only do you have permission to be a part of it, you're invited to be a part of it. Not only are you invited to be a part of it, you are empowered to be a part of it. Because God was with us, for us, in us. And I know this isn't God's last era, but he's working through us. If you could close your eyes for a moment and bow your heads, I want to pray for you today. God, we're grateful for what you have done, grateful for what you are doing, grateful for what you have in the future. I pray that no matter what we're going on, what, what, what we have going on in life, the situations that each of us are dealing with, the problems that we're confronting, I pray that we would let you work through us. Let your love come through us. Your hope come through us. Your peace come through us. And I pray that when we have our darker times, when we have no hope, when we are struggling, that we would look for you and others, that we would borrow your peace from the people around us, borrow your mercy from the people around us, God, make us bold this week. Make us brave. We love you, and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.